we're going to talk about the Electoral College today because it's apropos the elections. And I saw an episode of, uh, it's called Last Week Tonight, John Oliver talking about the Electoral College. So I, I think what I'll add to the discourse isn't necessarily get rid of the Electoral College, although I tend to think that's what we should do. Instead, I'll add in the the historical context of the Electoral College. I think that makes for a much more interesting conversation. Because it's, it's easy to look at an institution like the Electoral College and say, this is just so flatly wrong and ridiculous that we should obviously get rid of it. I don't think that's the case. I think it's there for a good reason and for reasons that I think are pretty interesting and which either speak well of us as a society or or, or speak poorly of us. It sounds so detached from anything we would recognize as democratic to have an electoral college to select electors to get together and indirectly vote on the president why why not just directly vote for the president electors like do you know who your elector is you probably don't I have I know no names of any elector. And that's that's technically what you're voting on when you select your presidential candidate is you're choosing an elector. I have no idea who they are. That's partly by design. Electors are supposed to be temporary. It's it's sort of like a temporary one-time like disposable congress like the i don't know like a one-time use toothbrush or something like keeping a travel bag it's designed to just be used once and then eliminated the founding fathers thought well if we have the legislature decide on the president then that lends itself too directly to corruption we want the legislative branch and the executive branch separate We don't want people choosing the president themselves, but we don't want the legislature doing it either. So we'll we'll keep the, the indirect democracy, the republicanism, in place, but we'll make the electors temporary. There's two main reasons why our founding fathers decided on an electoral college as opposed to a direct, a direct election. I'll, I'll save the most interesting one for, for last. The, the, the least interesting one, but maybe the most relevant one, is because direct elections explicitly disfavor less populated states. Our, our Congress is designed to be lopsided in favor of more lower populated states. Everybody, every, every state in the Senate gets two. And 
The House of Representatives is supposed to be more population-based, but it's still so wildly, lopsidedly not proportional that <laughs> it's kind of kind of kind of a farce in some ways. Like if you, if you look at the relative voting power in different states, the difference between like how much your vote counts as a citizen of Montana as opposed to a citizen of California, it's ridiculous. Your vote matters way more living in Montana than it does in California. Or or Alaska or or, or whatever whatever other lower populated state you want to imagine. So we give, we give lopsided say to our more rural states. Rural states. I don't like that word. Which sounds unfair and undemocratic, and it is. And if you're living in a high population state, like I am, it might sound stupid to do it like that. It's just so completely not how a country should run. Here, here's something I, here, here's a, a, a context I like to put around this. Imagine the whole planet. Imagine everyone on Earth. If we had to get together and build one world government, would we choose the the the, the chief executive based on just? raw direct voting would you want that think think about population demographics think about the way of life you value think about your culture think about your background think about how the way you like to do things and then think about population you could be a small country who is no less entitled to run their things the way that they want to run things <laughs> let's 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 say i don't know you're what's a what's an example here you're monaco or something i i, I don't know what the population is i think it's like less than a hundred thousand i want to say Some, something something very very small they have a particular way of doing things. They have particular values. They, they want to govern themselves in a particular way. In a direct... They, they, they are and feel distinct as people. And would probably prefer... I, don't want to, I, I have no idea about Monaco. And, but I would imagine... At least in, in, in most senses... To run their own country. I know that it's tricky with the European Union, but I, I still think that's a fair claim. Some things, maybe you, you, you're comfortable having uh, a larger governmental entity handle. Other things, you think, no, we want to retain local control over this. And if they were to enter into a broader bigger international government they might want certain guarantees who what where, where would if you were a politician running for president of earth you might spend most of your time campaigning in china and india right 
would you pay any attention at all to, I don't know, Canada? Sorry, Canada. I had no problem with Canada. You're not a very populated country. It's just how it is. But in the, in the world, if we had a world Congress and a world government using direct democracy, you would not matter. And I bet if you were to enter into any kind of agreement to be a part of a world government, you might want certain rules in place to make sure that your vote counted. And it would be disproportionate to your population size. And that's not fair on the bigger world stage, but it's reasonable for you. Small states didn't have to come together into the union. We said, okay, we're stronger together, let's compromise. Smaller population, okay. We'll have one house where everybody gets an equal say, we'll have another house in Congress where it's mostly population size. And that will mean that voting will often be disproportionate in favor of smaller population states. But that's fair to them. It seems undemocratic, but I submit to you this idea that you might ask for the same if you came from a smaller population state. And in a lot of ways, that's what the criticism of the electoral college is. That's how we end up with election results like 2016. You can favor smaller rural states, get less than 50% of the vote, and become president. Seems outrageous, but viewed in that light, not altogether unreasonable. I do not begrudge Montana or, or any other smaller population state for wanting to keep it that way. Something to consider if, if you want to get rid of the Electoral College. It would make like half the country, less than half the country, obviously, very, very unhappy and would rightly worry that whatever nonsense is going on in California and New York is something that they, they won't have any say over controlling or mitigating that. Living in California is nice, but, uh, you know, we got our problems. That this sometimes means, that having electoral college sometimes means we end up with disfavorable election results. Well, part of me thinks that's a good reason why you shouldn't ignore rural states. Undemocratic, yes. And if I had to pick, I would say, yes, do away with the Electoral College. But even though it is, as an institution, undemocratic, I don't think it's wrong. I understand people that are outraged that Trump got elected with less than the popular vote. 
but I also think that people out there in flyover country, they matter too. It does bug me that in the Electoral College, they matter more than me. That's probably why I come down in favor against the Electoral College. And people in flyover country, you got to see that too. Why do I matter less? Because I live in California. To me, the bigger question is, what are we really doing here? Is this California and Texas and Montana and Colorado and Alabama all doing their own thing and grudgingly coming together? Or are we Americans? But I'll go back to the the world stage argument. Look at the entire world. It would be easy to say, hey, we're all just humans here, right? We all want the same things. Let's all lock arms, sing kumbaya, and just get along. Take the example of pollution, carbon emissions. Western countries, Europe, North America, in the late 19th, early 20th century, had a large economic and technological boom, in large part because of our use of fossil fuels. And hey, that put a, a hell of a, <laughs> a hell of a hex on the environment. Did nothing good for climate change. So now we think, hey, let's all get together. Let's lower carbon emissions. But other countries, they didn't get that temporary carbon boon yet. China, India, Sub-Saharan Africa might look at that and say, wait, what do you, what do you mean? You guys polluted. You guys got to industrialize and advance and have modern economies. What are we supposed to do? That's BS. It'd be very easy for us in, in the Western countries to say, hey, we all want clean air, right? <laughs> yeah, because we're already on top of the heap economically. So, so what, what, what is a country like China or India or another less advanced economy supposed to do? Are they supposed to just eat it? And, you know, well, you know, we're going to be in poverty forever, but, you know, we all want clean air, right? It's not unreasonable to want the same advances as everyone else. So, no, we all don't have the same interests, even in America. I think we've built enough of a common history together that the bonds that hold us together are stronger than the 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 bonds. Oh, I say this: the bonds that hold us together as a country are, are are stronger than what separates us as individual states. That's that's not to say it's all kumbaya, though. I'm gonna think of another word. I hate using that word. Don't we all just have the same interests? No. Some of us have diametrically opposed interests. 
But if you want to come together, you have to have compromise. That's the Electoral College. That's Congress. And can Americans really look at other Americans? Can you as a Californian look over at someone in Texas and say, let's not use Texas, they're fairly high population. Let's, uh, let's say someone in California look at someone in Indiana and say, enough of your shit. I don't know. I don't think they could. I don't think it's actually that bad. I think we all have enough of a broader sense of being Americans that we're not at that. So I would say electoral college should probably go, but you know, you gotta be cool about that. It is one of the controls against higher populated states. I mean, if you don't think that there's a difference between what people value in California and what what people value in Georgia, then you're just you're just wrong. <laughs> something to think about. That something is more democratic doesn't mean it's the way we ought to do things. I sound awful, don't I? Founding fathers. They explicitly did not want direct elections. For, for, for lots of things, even. It was a government conceived almost explicitly to exclude the greater population from decision-making. One of the initial requirements was you had to be a property owner. Property owners thought, well... If you just let people vote directly, then they'll vote to take our stuff away. And then it's not not wrong. Not wrong. Not wrong. But when you look at how electors were originally thought to be decided, it wasn't even that we vote to select electors who then go select the president. The legislatures, the state legislatures, were supposed to decide electors. It's by design that we don't get to decide. Us selecting electors is even somewhat novel. <laughs> like, we, we have enough controls in place so that the original intent of the Electoral College is no longer really present. Most states have laws that say the electors have to follow the will of the popular vote in that state. So if California decides they want to elect a Democratic president, then the electors, by law, have to, have to submit their votes in that way. Not every state does this. Some states allow electors to vote for someone different. It's never mattered, really, but they're allowed to. Something interesting I saw. Bernie Sanders got one electoral vote last election. Isn't that isn't that sweet? <laughs> Wonder how they do that. Did, did they all like say, "Hey, we're not going to win. Do you guys mind if I if I vote for Bernie?" Sure, dude. Go ahead. Here, here's what the original vision of the electoral college was. The electors 
were supposed to be like a temporary Congress. It was supposed to be like the people select them, and it wasn't even that the people would select them on the basis of who would they vote for. It was like it was an elected, as a temporary elected position, an elector. We trust you to decide for us who ought to be president. Sort of like it's a temporary Congress. The idea was select people to do this for us. Let them go with all of, you know, they have access to more information than we do. Let's let them decide. Let's let them analyze. Let's let them deliberate. We're not going to do that as the rabble. Us and our mob passions and ability to be swayed easily by by whatever. Let's let people do this for us. These won't be party people. These won't be members of Congress. They explicitly have to not be that so as to avoid a conflict of interest. But they would be representatives and they would deliberate, they would analyze, and they would select for us who the president would be. The Electoral College was never intended to be an expression of popular will. Unpopular opinion time. Do you want more direct democracy? Wouldn't it be nice if there were actual, just professionals to deal with us? I mean, let's say, let's say perfect case scenario. We have temporarily elected members specifically not to be corrupt like they like they use them once and we get rid of them for one purpose so there's no way that they could be like deep into moneyed interests and you scratch my back I'll scratch yours maybe some of that but for the most part we already trust them we already trust representatives to do that for pretty much everything a direct democratic election of a president. <laughs> the Founding Fathers were elitists. I, I, I would be curious how prevalent this is. Has, has I, I know that there's so, ma- so much hooting and hollering about, about how undemocratic the Electoral College is and how much we want a direct vote. How many people out there are like, nah, man. Nah. <laughs> what was what was voter turnout last election? I think it was like a hundred million eligible voters just just didn't vote for president. How many people look at this shit mess and think, I don't know, man. And here's my elitist question: the the job of the electors. It was their job to analyze and deliberate and and to act in the best interests on behalf of the people that they represent. Isn't that why we have a republic? You handle this, dude. You handle this. Judiciary committees, tax policy, I don't know, man. You guys handle this. How different would it be, really, when it comes to the president? Think about your Twitter feed. 
think about it. One of the concerns was that mob rule would take over and people would be swayed by charlatans and demagogues. Professional electors. It's your job to, to sift through that crap. The idea itself. Look at what's going on. Look at social media. Look, look at how much money is being pumped into screwing with everybody's heads. It still seems like we should, though, right? It seems like we should directly select the president. I have this, I have this, this idea. What's, 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 what's wrong with this? I mean, I know, I'm sure there's certain things wrong with this, but what, what would be wrong with, let's have a vote, instead of selecting representatives, let's have a vote on, maybe not even a vote, like a poll demographic polls of our values and our general policy preferences and then let some kind of sophisticated AI decide things imagine a sophisticated enough AI literally all they would do would be to say okay here's what the will of the people is here's what's going on in this law I will make a decision in line with that. It's the it's the AI driver predicament, right? It feels like people should be driving cars. But should people be driving cars? Think about people, emotional, flawed, fallible human beings. Now think about our elected representatives, how prone to, to corruption they are. Would you really trust an AI less? Something I thought about. I don't know how I feel about that exactly. Something I thought about. We already have a system where the majority will can already be subverted. The Electoral College is, is a microcosm of how our democracy works anyway. I mean, the the representative makeup, like the numbers and who they come from, the Electoral College, is pretty much the same as Congress. You can have situations where the sitting Congress makes decisions that are not in line with, like if you were to poll people on every single decision that Congress makes. How many would be directly demographically in line with how people would vote? We already allow for some level of non-popular will. That's a republic. So why? Why get rid of the Electoral College? I think a lot of it is just because people are so outrageously pissed about Trump. Could you, I mean, picture picture a non-popular election of a really like milk toast center right candidate. 
not enough for people's heads to explode over, but just enough to, like, take, take, take who we selected out of this. I think it only feels like a crisis because it's Trump. Like, if it wasn't Trump, I could feel like an academic detachment from the Electoral College and be like, this, this doesn't seem right. I don't think this is how we should select the president. That's pretty much where I come down on the Electoral College. I mean, we, we already have... Like, what what is the president if not a broader representative of the entire country? We already have institutions in place. We already have Congress, which is supposed to be how the states are going to get along. Maybe the president is a unique office. In the same way, people in my congressional district vote on our congressional representative. People in the United States, more broadly, it is a single region. So the same way people in my congressional region would select our representative, us Americans get together and make a common selection, not indirectly, one American decision. Who is going to be president? That sounds right to me. All right. Just a, a brief rant for your Monday. I, I promise I will get back to reading boring California propositions. I promise. Until next time. Until next time.